If you're listening to this on Spotify, make sure you check out our YouTube channel, The Plowcast, where there is a video version of this episode as well as all of our other videos like reactions and our shorter content. And if you'd rather continue to listen here on Spotify, then enjoy the episode. What is up, my Plowcasters, and welcome back to another in-depth review of Bad Batch Season 1, this time Episode 14, War Mantle. Oh, yeah. Before we kick things off... Just a quick heartfelt thank you from me and Evan for, one, blowing up that video, <laughs> that reaction. I think it's at 1.4 thousand views right now. Thank you very much. And two, 300 subs. Let's go. Welcome to the Plowcast yeah. family. Everyone Hon- here. Like, it's, it's great. I mean, honestly, like, you, you, compared to a lot of YouTubers out there, that's, like, not that big of a milestone at all. But think about like an auditorium with 1.4 thousand people and showing Ooh. them something that you made um or even 300 for that matter uh mm-hmm. it's really cool so thanks for uh picking us i guess to f- fill your free time yes crazy um, thankful but uh we'll quit r- rambling and we'll get into <laughs> this review which hopefully will be under an hour um we try to make it under an hour every time but a couple yeah. times it slips past um, yeah but yeah, uh, clearly a very popular episode due to the amount of views we got. Um, mm-hmm. War Mantle was a pretty pretty good episode, one of my favorites of the season. Um, I think we should start off with the uh, title characters, the Bad Batch themselves, because they were actually in this one, and they had things to do for once. Um, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we had some... Uh, I'll, I'll start with our, our girl Omega, because she seems to be a priority of the writers this season. Um, you brought up an interesting point uh, a couple episodes ago. How, um, in the the one before this one, when the filler one, when she was just all about you know, kind of just saving people and like that was yeah. about it. Uh, we do see that again here. Um, in this scenario, uh, we see her. She's she's like, oh well, it's Rex's friend. We gotta help. Um, and some people are you know t- comparing that to the fact that she you know likes to, she's young and she doesn't really know much about the world. Um, and she kind of wants to just help everybody that she can. Um, but this this case, I feel like it was better than that filler episode because uh, she knows Rex, and she knows Rex is a friend um, of the Bad Batch. So a friend of Rex's would be a friend of hers. Uh, so I guess, to me anyways, it makes sense that she would you know feel that way towards somebody who's a friend of somebody she knows. Uh, but uh, since you were the one that brought that up before, I want to know how you feel about this case. Yeah. Um <laughs> just real quick, I I want to say that I didn't really mind it this episode. I know some people were more displeased than others, but um one I I, I did notice it because of the filler app. Ep- I'm we're calling it the filler episode. It was a filler episode. Um <laughs> but again, when you like we mentioned it before, when you do stuff like that, when you do filler like that and like we have moments of her like, "Oh, we have to help." Like I've seen that three times already, two times last episode. So it it waters down the effect of this episode when in its own bubble, like it makes sense. Like you said, it's Rex's friend. We have to help. Like that's what they did with Echo. Echo chimed in too. Like it would have made sense. The clone. But yeah, but it takes away since last episode we had it. But moreover, um, even like without that in mind, I think I'm okay with it more because this time it doesn't work out in the end. This time, and we'll get into it. Hunter, <laughs> or not? Yeah, Hunter yeah. gets. Uh, <laughs> why did I? Okay, whatever. He gets captured. <laughs> um, yeah. So we see, like Omega says, "Oh, we gotta help. Gotta do the right thing." And she doesn't like end up on the good side, being the hero. Or I guess like they get Gregor, but there's a flaw. Like it doesn't go right. Um, while everything has been going right, so I'm interested. Next episode, we're definitely gonna see more of it. And I think that'll flesh out like more than we have been getting of Omega's character. I think when you <laughs> when you have low moments, it highlights your highs. So to see Omega like she she lost Hunter this time instead of like them losing Omega, um, I think it's gonna be really cool. So that's why like <laughs> although she was again kind of that plain kind of just oh we gotta help. I think <laughs> I hope it'll change uh, if not next episode by the end of the season. Um, it's not even that's like a bet that really makes sense for a character having lived on a Camino her whole life and she really doesn't know much. Uh, she sees the Bad Batch, who she sees as like 
these heroes that save people. So obviously, when she's part of the team, her instinct and her the thing that she's going to want them to do together is save people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like that's out of character. It's just we've seen it a lot. Um, and I think they could change that up in a way where something happens after they go try to save someone like she suggests, and it goes very wrong. Um, now, this did kind of go wrong. Hunter got captured, so potentially if this scenario were to arise in the future where there's you know somebody worth saving, um, maybe she'd be a little bit more reserved. Like, I don't know, last time we tried to go out on a limb and help somebody, Hunter got captured, and I really don't like that. So maybe this could be like a, ter- a tipping point for her character. Um, I think it would be more effective uh, if like they went to save somebody and like either A, they go to do it and it goes completely wrong. They don't save the person. Maybe the person dies and they lose somebody else. Or B, they save the person and that person then backstabs them or something like that. And that sort of adds a little, it shows Omega that, hey, whoa, everything's not like I thought it was. You know, I used to be trying to help everyone that I could. Uh, but I, but I see now that people, a lot of people are just want to backstab you. So, you know, maybe something like that could maybe put a little twist on it. Cause as she is now, she really wouldn't see it that way. She'd see everything more as, you know, well, let's help everyone. But cause she hasn't had an experience like that, but maybe, uh, what happened here could be like a little bit of a, uh, sort of beginning of her feeling a different way. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. No, exactly. Add a couple extra layers to who Omega is. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, but the, the last couple things I had on Omega, um, we had a cool little scene at the beginning there when we first cut to the batch on their shuttle. Uh, Hunter's playing with his knife. He's flipping it around in his hand doing some funny knife tricks. <laughs> Omega notices while she's using a like a soldering tool or something on Gonki, and she starts flipping the knife in her hand. She actually does it pretty well, too. Like, yeah. She like rolls it between her fingers right away, um, which is pretty cool. Normally in a situation like that, you think the kid would try to do that and they would drop it and they would mess it up. But she actually kind of does like a little flick with it, which is kind of cool. Um, so just more of those details of her, you know, mimicking Hunter and um, showing that like sometimes you forget the fact that she's like a highly technologically advanced clone uh, instead of just a kid, you know, and then they show little details like that. And it reminds you, oh, wow, yeah, that's right. She can, you know, she's capable of things. Yeah, um, I don't even think I could flip a knife or a, yeah, no, me <laughs> a tool like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, another little example of that is uh, when she quickly comes up with the idea when the shuttle is like dying, it's losing power. She quick comes up with the idea to plug in Gonki to power the shuttle, um, which was another cool little moment there. Um, but yeah, Omega I'm... was there. Um, but yeah, how about you? Any anything else? <laughs> I was gonna say we finally see a gonk droid like in action, <laughs> being used for what it's used for. Yeah. Other than like walking around and saying just gonk. gonking around. Yep. <laughs> That's gotta be a thing. Just gonking. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just gonking. Just gonking around. You know. You know, I mean? you know how it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, anything else on Omega here? Because uh, she didn't really have a huge role, but she was there. Yeah, no, I think the one thing um, in our reaction, though, is with the, her piloting, we, we thought she would do a little bit more since they made her the uh, thumbnail. Um, but again, we addressed that. It kind of made sense of where you don't really want Omega piloting in the heat of battle. <laughs> um, even if she is as experienced as Hera was, like in the last couple episodes, um, it still makes sense to go to tech or, or really anyone else. Right, um, yeah. Which, like, again, her role was limited, and, I, like, honestly, that the thumbnail really bothered me, like, thinking again, that's why I'm bringing it up again. Um, I get why they did it, but it's just like, oh, Omega's gonna do something cool, and then uh, she's just kind of playing playing yeah. again this episode. Um, but I don't know, she, she wasn't bad, I, I was, like, I'm not saying she did bad this episode, it was just, it could have been more, yeah. I guess. That, that really didn't bother me as much, because I... In that yeah. situation, it makes absolutely zero logical sense for Omega yeah. to remain piloting. She literally couldn't control it. Tech had to come in and grab the control yeah. because she was, like, tipping over. Um, it makes she... sense for her to come pick them up real quick, but once you got, like, 17 V-Wings and a bunch of gunships and, all, like, you're getting shot, it makes sense that, okay, hand it over. You're you're barely training. Yeah. To to be fair, I am indeed nitpicking. <laughs> just so out there, everyone knows. I'm just nitpicking at the thumbnail. That's all I wanted yeah. to... Get off my chest. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, uh, the last thing, I, I, I didn't write this down, but I mentioned it in the video. Um, the 
I, I don't know how to, it's, it's either Michelle Ang or Michelle Ange or however you pronounce her name, but she's voice actress for Omega. Her performance mm. right at the end, um, when she's pleading with everybody to, to go back for Hunter, when she's telling Hunter, please tell them to, tell them to order them to come back and save you. Um, that, I thought that was a really good perfor- performance, uh, and that really helped the scene. That was the biggest um, part that made that scene for me. Um, I feel like without something, like you heard her voice like cracking and she was like, like she felt like helpless and yeah. you know she wanted she wanted to go get she was mad um that performance really really shined to me and it really made that scene absolutely absolutely yeah there's like a strain in her voice yeah was, yeah. yeah um well omega was not the only character that had some development <laughs> in this episode we actually got a little bit of character from echo um mm. now yeah it's no, he was not tech getting development, but it's okay. Uh, Echo <laughs> and tech have been the two duds of the crew for me. Um, yeah. More so tech, because we've had all of Clone Wars to develop Echo's backstory, so it's not like we don't care about him. Um, but there was, uh, you know, the we, we know from Season 7 of Clone Wars, the Bad Batch go to Skako Minor, and they save, uh, they save Echo from Wat Tambor and uh, plugging him into that machine for the Separatists. Um, and that's that's how you know Echo sees this situation. He sees this clone, this friend of Rex, as himself. You know, and he he he's he had that line where we had just as much information. You guys had just as much information when you came to Skako Minor, um, and you saved me. If 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 you didn't do that, I'd still be there. So if we don't go save this clone, he could just remain locked up forever. Um, which I thought was really cool. That ended up being the reason. They went on the mission because Tech and Hunter were like, "All right, this is we. This is an, an imperial base. We have no clue where he is or who he is or what's happening. We're out of here." But but Echo was the one that made him realize, like, "No, we, we if we have a chance to save this person, we should." Um, and I also really liked the lines earlier on about the fact that this came from Rex. I think if this this mission came from anybody other than Rex or somebody who wasn't as close to Echo as Rex was. I don't think he he would feel as passionately about it, because um, Rex was Rex was his commanding officer. They were close friends in the Clone Wars, um, so he trusts Rex with like his entire heart. So if Rex Rex's friend is in danger, he you know he's definitely gonna he, that shows their bond and respect for each other. Um, and I just really thought Echo you know shined in this episode compared to what we've seen of him in the rest of the Bad Batch. They, this was the perfect opportunity to do something like this, to flesh them out like this, and I think they did it perfectly. Um, I have no, like we, like you said, tech, like there have been perfect opportunities for him, and they have not hit it. <laughs> they haven't even tried. Um, so, like, they could have brought this up. They could have still had Rex, like, hey, we need your help, and Echo could have said, yeah, we need to go. But no, they made him say, oh, Skeko Minor. They made him say, like, like you said, like, no, that, like, that's what you guys did for me. That was the whole reason right. Echo joined the Bad Batch is because they saved him and like he felt like he like like belonged there. <laughs> so yeah. if they have an opportunity to do that for another clone, yeah, it makes perfect sense yeah. that Echo would stand up like this. And Especially a clone that's Rex's friend. Uh, yup. Because yeah, oh, I was gonna bring it up too that remember Rex was able to like he's like I think Echo's still alive, like just because of the battle plans, because of the droids. Like that's how close they are. He didn't like. He just like on a hunch they did that mission because Rex was like, "No, I, I feel it. I feel it." Yeah. So that's yeah. how close they are. And then Rex is like, "Hey, go help out Gregor or, or my friend." They didn't say Gregor. Um, and Echo's like, "Yeah, this is like he put his foot down." And I think this is the perfect spot for him to do something like that. So I was very satisfied with this. This yeah. <laughs> we've been talking about it. We've been missing it all season. Um, and this was awesome. I very, oh, like, very this good. was one of the, I have two, maybe three highlights for this episode. And this is definitely one. Of them. Yeah, definitely. Um, moving on to the other members that sort of were just there, I guess. Um, <laughs> Wrecker, I'm going to give a pass to because Wrecker's had his little arc, his whole Order 66 thing. Um, I'm satisfied with that. Wrecker's not like as deep that they could go as deep with the other characters um, or they haven't shown that they could at least. Um, so I was satisfied with that. I feel like he's had his little arc for the thing. Um, it doesn't appear they're going insanely deep into characters like some thought. Uh, so what they did for Wrecker, was, I feel like, was enough. And we still see more of him bonding with Omega. Um, I really liked in this scene when uh, when everybody's uh, talking yep. about the plan. <laughs> I know exactly what you're like, going to say. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, we don't know about this or something. And Wrecker's like, 
well, yeah, he's got a point. And then, and then like <laughs> Omega says something and then he's like, oh yeah, well, well, she's got a point. And then Echo says something. He's like, yeah, he's got a point too. <laughs> uh, I don't think that was the exact, I think it was tech echo. And then Omega was the order, but it was just funny yeah. that he just agreed with everyone. Cause like yeah. his, he's like simple minded, I guess. So he hears something like he hears a sentence that's like strong. That's somewhat coherent. He's like, yeah, I totally agree. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't he wasn't being funny there. He was yeah. just like, yeah, that just takes so little to convince him of things. <laughs> I really he has been on his jokes. Uh, sometimes for me, like in shows like this, jokes don't really land. I'm like, ah, eh, whatever. But he's been genuinely funny. <laughs> yeah, and even when just, it's not like doesn't get a laugh, it's kind of like wholesome. Just his personality. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Even though we we had our little bit of his arc there, which I, I'm satisfied with. It could, of course, it could have been deeper. Um, all the characters could be deeper, but. I think like he's been one of my favorite characters in the whole show. Right. Now, uh, I'm <laughs> now we get to tech here. Uh, this is like I was looking for something, like trying to like stretch this into from stretch nothing into something. Um, mm. But we got it was kind of cool to see or to continue to see more scenes of tech being a pilot. Um, I it could be purely coincidental, and they probably each member probably has just as much training in terms of flight. Yeah, um, but we saw an episode. God, I don't even twelve. I think was the second Ryloth episode. Um, when when Tech flies in with the shuttle and he's like whipping it around, and while Hunter's shooting down the turrets, he's Tokyo piloting that thing it. really good. Yeah, he's doing <laughs> he's doing crazy moves and stuff. We had more of that in this episode. You know, Wrecker's shooting down the V wings, but Tech was piloting that thing like crazy. He was you know ducking and diving, making moves, um, getting the the getting the V wings to crash into each other. That one move where he flew like straight down and then pulled it up at the very last second just yep. to fly away, um, that was really cool. Um, I don't know, maybe this is like this this sort of subtle indication. I, this was my thought process. Like, oh, maybe there's like this. Maybe they'll bring out the fact that oh, maybe secretly Tech really has had a joy for flying all along. Um, but then, like, like I was crushed. I thought back to the uh, first Ryloth episode. And they were on the moon, and Harold was talking about how, like, the feeling of flying, you know, and how it makes you feel alive. And then they had Tech do a little one-liner where he's like, what feeling? Or there's a feeling or whatever? So my theory just went right out the window immediately. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was me just trying to string together something. Um, but I don't know, something like that could be cool. But just seeing, seeing like, just barely, you know, I feel like at this point we're not going to get much in terms of Tech. So seeing at least this little yeah. bit that, like, we can we can sort of piece together that he's probably maybe a better pilot than the rest of them. Something like that. I don't know, but just seeing him yeah. pilot the ship like that just makes him cooler. I guess. I see. I like, I agree with everything you say, except I would say, I don't think like it's enough. Like I want more like pilots. No, it's definitely not. No, like, like Han Solo, Poe Dameron, even Luke Skywalker being a pilot is dope. Like those are cool star Wars characters. And it's yeah. an easy character to just like, uh, like you said, make it his secret joy. We haven't seen <laughs> Tech find joy in really anything. He kind of just follows like along. Like he probably like finds joy in being with the group, but uh, like when does he smile ever? Like <laughs> make him crack oh, a wow. smile when he's Tokyo drifting. Like yeah. give me something. That I would, just I would be, like love two it. second yeah. scene too. That wouldn't even really, like all I want. Long. Yep. Yes. Um, um, but I do agree. To... I do like watching them fly, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I do like watching those little bits. It's just, oh, it's like that's another, like I was saying earlier, where they have opportunities to just, like, you could slam dunk that home. They did it with Echo this episode, but we haven't seen it at all with Tech. And that's that's all I'll say on that. I know I ramble a lot, <laughs> but it's, again, like, I, oh, that'd be like you were saying, it'd be so cool if he was just, yeah, like, that's his subtle passion pilot. Yeah. Like, and if, you know, if they were to make a season two and tech gets, you know, a little more development, that would totally, in my eyes anyway, would kind of just resolve that problem since it's both seasons. You're, you're not just going to count one season, you know, but like if you have a whole series, a two season series where each member gets their own moments of character growth and development, then, yeah, I could maybe kind of forgive the lack a little bit, you know, but still, obviously, mm. the whole first season, he's kind of just nothing. But if eventually they sort of you know do a little bit of an arc for him if there if there is a b second season, i don't think it's been confirmed um I, we haven't heard any news on that so i don't know uh but if they were to ever do that you know i think that would be pretty fun 
because it seems seems like every member at this point has had something other than him. But oh well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's stay optimistic. We still have two yeah. episodes yeah. left. Two episodes, Who knows? You know, <laughs> maybe you know, maybe the this next episode is a tech episode, and then the final episode is like extra long. Yeah. It's like 30, 40 minutes. Who knows? I would love to see that. But yeah. But uh, moving on from the batch, we we got still a clone here. We have our boy Gregor. Um, mm. If you don't remember, uh, he was in the D Squad arc of the Clone Wars, which, funnily enough, is George Lucas's favorite arc in Clone Wars. Um, <laughs> where we have the D Squad, they find Gregor. Uh, I don't even remember the planet. It's like this abandoned. It's like this dust planet that's all like dirt, sand, desert, desert yeah. nothing. Um, they find him. He has amnesia, and he's like a a, a waiter at a at a cafe or at a restaurant. Um, he eventually gets his memory back. Uh, he sacrifices himself at the end to save the colonel and the droids to get them off the planet so they can warn the Republic. Um, and we're led to believe that he dies in an explosion. Uh, but as we see in Star Wars Rebels later, uh, season two, I believe, so like 2015, uh, we see that him, uh, Rex, and Wolf actually lived past Order 66 and into the days of the Rebellion. Um, so, like, what happened in between? Uh, now, we haven't gotten there in our series. Uh, I've seen it, but Paul hasn't. For those who don't know, we're doing a Rebels yes. rewatch series. Uh, we'll continue that after Bad Batch. Um, but in in that in the Rebels version, anyway, uh, it's I guess we could just assume that he suffered a little bit of brain damage in that explosion because he's kind of like the the crazy like trailer park uncle in that show. <laughs> he's you know kind of out there. He's he, you know, he is, he laughs funny. He's got that high, you know, squeaky voice that we kind of hear start, like we hear it, we hear the beginnings of it in this episode. Um, but yeah, Gregor's back. Uh, the, the voice thing was f- like really fun. Um, I, earlier in the episode, yeah. in the reaction, I was like, is that, could this be Gregor maybe? Is this Gregor? Um, but once he started talking, I immediately knew who it was because they had the little twinge there in the voice, the little peaking, the little sort of, I I don't know how I'm not gonna try to replicate it, um, <laughs> uh, but that's that's how he sounds, and it, it I like how they didn't go full rebels. They kind of went for a mix of the base clone voice, and they added a little bit of his rebels voice. Uh, Paul will hear it later on when we get to the show. Well, we're gonna get to the episodes anyway. Um, yeah. But I thought that was really cool, and that was a really cool way to to tip people off as to Gregor being. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I knew he can't. He comes back in rebels. Um, like I, I knew Rex did and and Wolf, but I didn't hear I haven't heard his voice in Rebels. I still haven't. Um so this was like a, a little surprise for me. <laughs> I loved it. I love the voice. I honestly can't wait to hear him in Rebels. And I'll 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 hold off on on watching it till we actually watch the episodes. Um yeah. But yeah, it was really cool. Uh I guess like in the explosion or whatever, um, it kind of messed with his brain. Um I seen like that's people are saying that's probably how he managed to surpass order 66 or how he's like able to like flee from the from the base and stuff um so that could explain i guess that is the implication that his voice is like that um because yeah i didn't remember that voice at all yeah (laughs) but he didn't have that before that so i was i was i wasn't missing that because that that's pretty pretty i guess iconic a little um but that was awesome (laughs) um him as a character i thought uh not in the same sense as record, but but he he provides some humor to the episode, which was cool. And um, I don't know. It's it's just cool to see familiar fa- faces again. And <laughs> I, I I don't know if he'll stay with the group because um, he does wind up with Rex, and Rex isn't with the group. But I, I would honestly love to have him for the next two episodes. <laughs> yeah, just cracking jo- jokes in his in his voice like that. <laughs> yeah. Plus, it's always fun to get more commandos. You know, we have uh, Delta Squad oh, from yeah. the Public Commandos, um, but. And we have the Bad Batch who wear, they're not even really commandos. They just kind of wear commando-esque armor. Um, but, you know, still, it's just cool to get more of those. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Gregor's arc, even if it's, you've just seen Clone Wars, from, like, the, I think he's only in the last two episodes, going from someone with, like, amnesia to discovering he's a clone to, will, to being willing to fight for the Republic and then sacrificing himself to save... The Republic essentially—he essentially saves the Republic because yeah. uh, if the Colonel and those droids don't get off the planet, they don't warn the Republic or about the uh, the Rydonium bomb, uh, like like ship that was going to crash into the Count the War meeting and kill like all of your important people. So he essentially saves the Republic um, after barely just remembering it. Uh, so his whole little two-episode arc 
um, made people love him a lot. Plus, his commando armor looked awesome. Uh, seeing commandos in action in Clone Wars was great. And um, seeing him here and then later on in Rebels is just, you know, just really, really wholesome, I guess. It's just fun. Like, I'm just... Yeah, when I see him, I'm just happy. I'm like, <laughs> oh yes, he that guy, he was great, and I'm so happy. Um, that's no, that's exactly right. Fun. Star Wars is fun, and Gregor yeah. is fun. <laughs> I really right. like him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, uh, the explosion probably damaged or completely fried his inhibitor chip, so he didn't want to keep going along with the training of the stormtroopers, which we will talk about more later. Uh, oh, but I'm, yes. I think I'm just going to assume that that explosion is why. I mean, that was a lot of rhydonium. So, uh, I feel like anybody <laughs> would have some problems after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else on Gregor? Um, I I have one more thing about Clone Commandos. Okay, <laughs> that I think is worth mentioning. Um, shout out Scorch from mm-hmm. Lead Squadron. Uh, Evan Delta, yeah, Delta. That was Lead Squad. Or what was the game called? The game was called Republic Delta Commando. Squad? Okay, I'm all over the place. Anyway, it's just, yeah, it's just called Republic Commandos. Evan did catch him in our review, um, though we didn't act like it. We were kind of in the moment. Um, but more than that, more than just trying to cover our tracks, I think it was kind of cool, again, to see in a very limited role um, a character like this where if you're not, <laughs> like Evan and I, if you're not super hard, like hardcore Star Wars fans, that's just another clone. Right. Um, which means they don't have to do that. They don't have to bring in another character like that. But to see that little thing, and they don't even say his name. He's only in a couple scenes. Um, but they do. It takes him like three uh, blaster shots to take him down. I think that was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that was awesome. His armor looks cool. He looks cool modeled in, in the style. Right. And just bringing back little things like that is is really what pushes you from like an okay show to like a really good show. So it's, yeah. it's awesome. They've done it before. They've done little things like that. So to see him again... It's really, really cool. That's how you tell the show is run by a fan of the series, ah, of, the, of the work. Don't get us started um, on Filoni yeah, praise. Filoni, <laughs> this is not the first time that Delta Squad has been canonized. We saw them in the Clone Wars in, I believe, it was the episode where Savage Press is, like, unleashed against the Republic, and he just, like, massacres two Jedi. Um, Delta Squad are actually the team that's sent to go get their, go, like, check on the base to see what happened and they actually bring the jedi's bodies back to the temple uh so they're they <laughs> feloni canonized them years ago uh and just the fact that he's you know popping another one in here is really cool um but like you like like you said like i'm just a regular fan is not gonna know who that is at all uh, yeah. that game's not even canon anymore we need a remaster by the way please and thank you <laughs> um uh one thing i at first, I was like, "Man, I wish he talked or said or had some lines other than like yeah. grunting." But I'm kind of glad he didn't because in Republic Commando, uh, all the all the commanders have different voices, significantly different voices. The uh, Tamora Morrison plays Boss, but the other three all have very unique and distinct voices that are different. Uh, and I feel like if they had Scorch talk in just the regular clone voice. It would kind of, I don't know, it would just feel weird. There's, I've already seen compilations on YouTube of people uh, using his scenes from the episode, but putting Scorch's voiceover lines over top of it, and it's really funny. <laughs> that um, sounds funny. Obviously, they wouldn't do that in the episode, because that yeah. kind of doesn't flow in the canon, because all the clones are supposed to sound the same. Even the Bad Batch, who are altered, sound pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. So, I, I guess I get why. I'm kind of glad at in, that for that reason, that's why they didn't haven't really have a lot of lines um but you know just it's cool to just know that they're still you know kicking around yeah absolutely no i i think like even more than that i'm glad they didn't give any lines because um it's like it's not too on the nose it's just here's scorch if you know you know kind of thing yeah and if you Um, don't it's just a cool commander and if you don't yeah who cares he looks cool so i I like how they're subtle with their callbacks Mm -hmm. um it's really yeah I mean, <laughs> speaks for itself, I guess. Yeah. And uh, since we've already been on the topic now of other details in the episode, I guess we'll continue with that. Um, segue for we, day. I know. I know. <laughs> um, but we have uh, a lot of stuff that's going on with the Kaminoans here. The, obviously, the mm. big plot here is with the Bad Batch and Hunter and all that. But we don't really know. A, lot, a lot's going down here. Um, 
I think the Empire, it's kind of shown that they're okay. They're like, okay, we got to move on from Camino. We got to, we're done with this. Uh, I don't know if that means um, like either arresting and imprisoning the Kaminoans or straight up just murdering them all and blowing up the facilities or like taking the valuable members like they we saw them do with Nalase and then killing off the rest. Um, but, you know, Rampart at one point, he's, Crosshairs ask him, asks him a question and Rampart goes, we have our orders. So clearly they have a plan in place here for the Kaminoans. Um, I feel like they're loose ends at this point since the Empire wants to move on. Yes, uh, but they catch them trying. They catch Nalase trying to leave, um, but they keep her as a scientist. Uh, and then we see Lama Sue get like I don't know the door shut. They Rampart says your services are like not needed or whatever. Doesn't say that exactly, but then we see two elite squad troopers go in. The door shuts, and that's it. We don't get any gunshots, blaster shots. We don't hear anything. So it was. Was Lamassu killed or arrested? Are they going to interrogate him? Because he's a politician, like Rampart said, they don't really need that. They have their own politicians. Whereas Nalase, they can use as a scientist. Um, but, you know, and they uh, also, at the very beginning, one of his other lines was uh, ensure every viable clone is mobilized. Mobilized where? Are they leaving Camino? Yeah. Are they going to fight or kill the Kaminoans? Like, you know, there's a whole lot that could be going on here. Uh, and I want to know your thoughts on that. Yeah, I like the way you put it, um, loose end. Uh, because the Kaminoans, if it isn't known already, like if you couldn't already tell, they are great at what they do. Um, Palpatine needed an army that he could turn against the own republic it was serving. And he didn't choose droids. He didn't choose anyone else. He chose the clones, um, him and his master, Plagueis. So, <laughs> now that he doesn't need them anymore... Um, the Kaminoans are still able to produce these like great warriors, these clone warriors. And <laughs> he needs to kind of tie up that loose end. So uh, for me, it's two options. Either use them for your own good, or evil, I guess, for the Empire, <laughs> or make them never able to produce any more clones. So um, we know that the Empire does get into cloning, not the clones. Um, really, it's Snoke and... and the um, extra body for Palpatine in the sequels, as well as um, the experimental mm-hmm. Grogu with Dr. Pershing that we see, who does wear a Kaminoan badge, which makes Ooh. me think <laughs> they do take... Um, is It's Namas- Lamasu is the good one? or Yeah, La- no, Nalase is the good one. Nalase, okay. Well, I always confuse Nalase that. Nalase is the scientist, Lamasu yes. is the prime minister. So, so okay. <laughs> so I think they're going to take her as a scientist. Um, I know Star Wars Theory thinks that she's going to work directly with Dr. Pershing. That might be why he's so kind to um, Grogu, kind of in the same sense that Nala Say is uh, to Omega, where she actually cares for her clones. They're kind of like her, her sons and daughters, which I think is pretty compelling. Um, but with the Prime Minister... Uh, that scene was very ominous. <laughs> I yes. don't think it was a mistake that two armed guards went in there. I don't think they killed him outright, but he's. I think that Camino is likely to be ransacked, destroyed, whatever. All their machines are either going to be confiscated or destroyed, and that um, Nalase is going to be working under direct imperial supervision to where she's not gonna like love what she does like she does now with omega she's gonna have to kind of like almost like sweatshop vibes like (laughs) do what palpatine says and because they are like a very powerful force like they are not to be messed with or taken carelessly so yeah like mobilizing the clones again another ominous thing um I don't know if we'll see a clone uh, rebellion like we have seen yeah. in in, uh, <laughs> in the expanded universe. I think that would be dope. I would love that. Um, but there's a lot more going on with this backstory, which is something <laughs> that started in episode one that we haven't seen. So to get this kind of mm-hmm. mobilize the troops, there's two armed guards in there. Like I, I like that it's it's picking up again. Yeah, me too. Um, and I'll say though, I really like how they've sort of, you know, given her a little arc in the show because uh, yeah. earlier we found out that she actually hired Fennec to protect Omega and deliver her to Nalase instead of just the Kaminoans, going behind the Prime Minister's back who wants to 
hunt down the girl and use her for their purposes and kill her or whatever and clone her and work on her or whatever. Um, so we've already seen that she's like sort of sympathetic towards the clones. Um, and then in this episode, we see her trying to take clone cadets off world. They're, they're like, why are we mm. going off world? Are we still, you know? So, I mean, to me, that looks like she's trying to protect, protect them because they're they're These clones are like their children, essentially. Um, and these cadets are especially young too. So it's like, he was trying to protect, protect this group of cadets. Um, and a subtle line here, but one of the cadets, uh, had a, like, he asked, will we be soldiers? Um, and the answer is most likely no. By the time they would be old enough to be soldiers, the empire is most definitely already onto stormtroopers. Um, and I thought that was a really cool way of. I guess not really for well. I guess it could be foreshadowing or just referencing Project War Mantle and the replacement of clones. Because no, you won't be soldiers. Um, no. You know that question just being posed makes it seem like oh, there's wow. That, that yeah, that's right. Now that I think about it, probably not. No, they won't be soldiers because by the time they're old enough to be soldiers, the clones will be gone and phased out. Um, and also, it seems kind of sad when the cadet says it, which is just another example of how they're programmed to want to be soldiers and want to fight for their cause. And just the idea or like the, like just, yeah, the idea that they won't be able to do that kind of upsets them, which I thought was two cool details about the clones programming. And as well as them, you know, uh, as well as now say, trying to take them off world and hinting at project war mantle. Yeah. Which name of the episode. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Speaking of the stormtroopers, look at that. <laughs> I was and waiting for falling it. back to our friend Scorch. Uh, we see the clone commandos are training these recruits. Um, we know from mm. other legend stories and other canon stories too that a lot of the high-ranking clone officers uh, were the first clones, as well as the you know the people who trained the rec- the, the the stormtrooper recruits. Um, you know, they were a big part of training them and bringing them up in, to be soldiers. Uh, we're seeing that here. You know, these squads of these stormtroopers are all human recruits led by a clone commando. So I just think that's very interesting, you know, seeing them still being used. Uh, the commandos obviously being trained. Um, you know, they have more advanced training than the regular clones would be able to teach, you know, these stormtroopers stuff that base clones would not. Um, and I'm just glad we're seeing that. Uh, one I, thing that this made oh. me think of. Uh, sorry, one second. I just had a, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, no. <laughs> I, we see clones training recruits. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if it's legends or canon, but that's most likely what ends up happening to Commander Cody. So I'm wondering, hmm. could we maybe get a little Cody cameo as a trainer for these stormtroopers? Like maybe right at the end, we see him take off his helmet after a training session. It's just like a little cameo, and you see the scar on his face. And you're like, oh, that's what happened to Cody. I don't know, something like that, maybe bring it in here. Um, but the but the main point is that it's cool seeing uh, the clones being used for training these new stormtroopers. Yeah, in, in my heart, <laughs> Cody's uh, he's somewhere training stormtroopers, um, which isn't a very good thing, but that's <laughs> in my head canon. But um, I did want to say that it was it was fifty clone commandos and a thousand stormtroopers. That's kind of crazy that <laughs> they already have a thousand stormtroopers trained mm-hmm. because. Like in the public's eye, this is a time of peace. There is no war. There aren't rebels yet. There isn't an upright. Like, there's no civil. Like, there's nothing. <laughs> and they're yeah. already getting this many. Um, that just shows like why they're switching. Um, Palpatine's mind is he wants like it's cheaper. There's just so many people willing to fight for the Empire. And here we see it. Like, this is even a major detail in the episode. Is like something that goes unmentioned, but. Like a thousand men already, <laughs> all yeah, armored right. up, all trained. Like that's kind of crazy. Like, and that's just at this location. We don't even know how many secret here, bases that they have. There's like, w- like, why would they be training? There is nothing going on, like in the public's eye. Like, so they're already like they have, I guess, the propaganda or whatever, the recruitment tools to already get a thousand men just on one base stage. Like that's <laughs> that just should, like the might of the empire is 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 a force to reckon with. Yeah, um, like. The planet, I believe it's called Darrow or Darrow, it's completely uninhabited. Nobody lives there, and they put a base there because it's in secret. So we don't even know how many, like, you know, planets that nobody lives on, that uninhabited planets that have secret Imperial bases yep. like this. Um, yep. So it's just crazy to think about. Um, but a little segue, 
uh the planet darrow or darrow actually by the way looks really nice <laughs> like i would i wouldn't mind going there um, yeah the animation on this planet was just insane it was stellar the first scene of the episode on the planet when they pan down and you have the the light from the moon shining through the trees in the forest um all the shots of the mountain and the, when they're standing on the cliffside all those shots in the animation uh just looked really nice i, I feel like we didn't have a natural spot to put that so i wanted to pop that right there for sure somehow some way the animation gets better every episode it really does <laughs> it really does um, yeah but yeah on on Darrow or Darrow is this imperial base, um, and this episode actually has a lot of original trilogy music or episode four music at least. We get a lot of the yeah. or like themes that they use uh, in episode four and like when the Empire is around, like da 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 da. Was really cool because that really helps bridge the gap from the prequels to the OT. Like it's mm. funny because the beginning of the Bad Batch still kind of feels like the republic and then sort of where we are now at the end you're like okay well this is the empire but with clone wars characters um just like the way the hallways look we have stormtroopers now there's um classic original trilogy music being played as like the main soundtrack uh it just really bridges the gap and it makes it feel natural yeah um you play original trilogy music over anything and my heart skipped two beats um doesn't matter what's going on so that's just awesome to hear again that's another little subtle thing that if you don't know it's just oh it sounds like but it's it's a thematic change like you're saying like no this is the empire now this is original um but speaking of original trilogy in fact the uh the stormtrooper prototype armor Mm -hmm. is the original ralph mccrory art the concept art for stormtroopers oh yeah um their helmets, their bellies, like everything matches up. I remember in, in the reaction, me and Evan were like, wait, are, are those clones stormtroopers? Like, I, we, we couldn't tell because their helmets were so different. Um, and that's why it's the original concept. Um, we've seen like hints of Ralph McQuarrie concept art before in Star Wars. Uh, but to see, like, this is pretty much beat for beat like that. So that's super cool. I didn't even know that in first glance. Uh, I think I saw it somewhere online, but I looked at the original art. I was like, dude, like, oh, snap. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's really cool. And um, that's another thing where, like, if you're not a super hardcore fan, if you have no idea who Ralph McCory is, that means nothing to you. This is just cool in between armor, which it is. <laughs> but then we have it again, kind of like Scorch, where it's just here. Here's, here's a little tease. Like, we're fans. We know what's up. There you yeah. go. Um, but yeah, just all the incorporation of original trilogy stuff really gives you that feeling like you were saying that oh this is this is imperial days this is the empire we're talking yeah. about it also really helps um with the sort of vibe that the bad batch are way out of their element here because the bad batch and these clones mm. are distinctly prequel republic era things and seeing them mix with with the empire and then you have original trilogy music it really helps say that whoa these guys are out of their element they're not really meant to be here um they really are you know trying to find their place in this new world essentially which i thought was really cool too yeah that's a good point Um, yeah speaking of the macquarie stuff star wars rebels is basically entirely macquarie concept art come to life that's the whole that's like the entire idea of the art style in rebels is macquarie-esque um like the the design for zeb is one of the original (laughs) chewbacca designs like it's you know it's just cool to see that again i i didn't notice it Right away, because I was just infatuated with the thought that maybe it was the uh, like the Phase Three sort of clone armor that we saw like for a little bit in the Force Unleashed. I I was dead set on it being that. I thought they went that <laughs> deep into like this video game. Um, if you know what I'm talking about, um, I don't know if it's just the PS2 version, uh, but in the Force Unleashed in the beginning when you play as Vader, uh, there's these 501st clones that come out. They have like this this sort of clone stormtrooper hybrid armor it's got like the like the offset knee pads but like a clone stormtrooper mixed helmet with 501st mark it looks really cool i thought they might have been doing that so i was like hyping that up but really cool that the macquarie concept art made it in there that's obviously probably a little bit more popular than force unleashed yeah but yeah um, no uh <laughs> seb was what i was hitting at <laughs> when i said uh yeah i'll do our ralph macquarie art <laughs> yeah um one detail I noticed on the rewatch, uh, 
was which I thought was really cool is the entire chase scene. We never see the stormtroopers, uh, or entirely anyway. We only see Gregor and we see the hounds. They did a really good job of hiding the armor for the big reveal later on. Like all we see is the the hounds and the leashes, uh, and then we get a couple shots at the very end of like from the knee down. Uh, and that's why you notice the commando. I said that, that there was one commando, because you can tell what the commando armor looks like, and you know the commando knee pad. That's how I knew there was a commando there, so a clone. Um, but the other, there were two stormtroopers there, now that we find out afterwards. But when you watch it for the first time, you don't notice that. All you see is from the knee down that it's, you know, just a trooper of some kind. They never show them fully, uh, which I thought was a really cool detail, other than knowing there's a commando, which could tip you off to the fact that, hey, this clone is deserting other clones or he's deserting the empire now because there's a clone there and you know some people who aren't looking would probably just assume the other two that were with the commando were also clones but it's later on as you see the new armor and the and the fact that they're not clones you realize oh this is just a person these are stormtroopers so when you go yeah. back and rewatch it you're like oh wow they didn't even show this at all they were saving that for the reveal later on that these are recruits which i thought was really cool uh when i watched it again Anything else here on our new troopers before we move right along? I have one more kind of fun Go little question for you. In this episode, we got Gregor's CC number, CC5576. Um, which is cool. A little backstory. They're, they're saying that kind of keep his identity like hidden yeah. for the big reveal. But I my actually, they you, might. Oh. I believe they have probably said that in the Clone Wars. Because remember when they pull okay. up like his chain code or whatever? on his arm and like they show uh, Rex the colonel okay. was probably like, you're CC blah 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 oh you're a commando so I mean gotcha okay I, we didn't I, remember obviously yeah. so you know it was fine my my question for you is though <laughs> because we had the scene where tech hacks in he's like 50 cc's and a thousand tk's or tk's do you think that tk number 0001 was on this base Oh, the very bird. <laughs> do you one. think these are the first stormtroopers? Wow, <laughs> because um, they do. We know they have TK numbers, and this is the first instance we've seen it. I like to believe TK zero 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 one was on this base. Wow, honestly, <laughs> I think it's equally possible that that TK is there, and that also the TK is not there. Because, like we said earlier, there's probably so many of these bases yeah, there are on random tons. planets that we've never seen. But at the same time, it's very possible that this could be the first one. So I think it's completely equal in terms of <laughs> whether it could be or not. Like it's, just, it's, it's just crazy to think about. But that is, that is pretty cool. First fun. stormtrooper. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just want to um, <laughs> propose that question. I don't, yeah. I don't know if anybody else caught this, but I think like one of the, um, when they were going up the elevator i think one of the stormtroopers that they knocked down or something like i i kind of heard like a female voice come out and i thought that was kind of cool uh i feel like a lot of brands and, and shows these days would spend like a whole like five minutes being like look this stormtrooper is a woman and so Women. much cooler than this man stormtrooper mm -hmm. um but if you just slip in a voice like that or you just make the character a female or you know some other or like a different gender or this or that that goes a long way in just showing people that the other genders can be equally as badass or troopers like this. I heard, like, all it was was, like, an oomph from getting knocked over with another stormtrooper. And I heard, like, so it was like there was a female voice in there. And I thought, that's pretty cool. And then we moved on. I feel like that's a good way. You don't have to, you don't have to shove it down people's throats because people who, you know, respect that and understand that will notice that and be like, okay, that's pretty cool. I like that. Um, but you know, I was just, I don't know. I could be wrong. Could have just been a very high pitched voice, man. Um, uh, yeah, but it was, I, uh... it was literally just one little clip when a storm, two stormtroopers get knocked down and you hear them both grunt. And like one of them to me sounded like a woman. And I was like, Hey, that's kind of cool. I, I hope. Yeah, I hope that's true. Cause that is cool. Um, we do see with, uh, crosshairs, um, elite squad, we do have women recruits already. Yeah. And, um, but again, like just throwing it in there, awesome. Yeah, make a badass female stormtrooper. They kind of yeah. <laughs> shot the ball with Phasma, in my opinion. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's cool. I hope that detail is true because again, yeah. that's another like subtlety is its art in and of itself. So just doing that is like yeah, like it's no big deal. There are female stormtroopers. Like yeah, 
that's cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to rewatch that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but we'll check this out. Speaking of crosshair, boom. I'm just. Oh, you know what? I uh, knew that. I knew you were gonna bring yeah. it up. So yep. I dropped. Oh man. <laughs> the setup, and I just took the layup. Boom. We're on fire tonight. Yeah. Oh, uh, but God. crosshair and Hunter at the end there, they were having a little conversation. Ooh. Um. Like we said before, it seems like Crosshair is showing a little bit more emotion than maybe he would right at the beginning of his turn. Like, he feels like anger, kind of, and like resentment yeah. toward the Bad Batch now, whereas before he was just kind of like a drone. Um, I thought it was kind of strange that he actually opens the door. Yeah. So and talk like face to face to Hunter. I don't know I if that's like a symbolic that. thing, so that there's not like something in between them. So they're talking like person to person. He's like, I was hoping for the whole squad, but you'll do. Um, I, I honestly have no idea what they're setting up Crosshair to do. I feel like it's equally possible that he, like, tortures and kills Hunter, or it's equally possible that he, like, frees him. Like, it's just so, like, the way they're playing this out is really interesting, because I honestly have no idea where this could go. He could try to get the other member's location out of him, he could set him free because he's turning sides and he wants to be on their team again, or he could just straight up kill. Like, we have no clue what that is leading to he obviously he wanted the whole squad to be there so that might help us a little bit but like i i don't know that was a really interesting scene this was the like the other maybe just the highlight <laughs> like this was this is what i came to see um this is awesome it, like i love that i love the face-to-face macho y macho you know hunter's the leader crosshair is kind of the fallen angel like oh I think, like you mentioned, I'm glad you brought it up, him opening the door or, or the laser force field, I forget what they're called. Um, I like that because, again, I might be reading into this, but, again, I feel like this is, like, under orders, they would never tell you, yeah, open the door and talk to him. Like, no, he's a prisoner. Right. Keep him locked up. He is highly dangerous prisoner, <laughs> mind you, too. That would never happen if he's following orders. So I think... I, I I agree it's plausible he could be breaking them out, but I think no. It's it's still the, the vein that no, this is personal. Like <laughs> Crosshair hates him to the point where he's not following orders anymore, where he's gonna open the door and kind of rub it in his face that yeah, we caught you. I was hoping for the whole batch, but we caught you, that'll do. Like yeah. oh, I love this. Like it he's was just, beyond reason anymore. Exactly, exactly. Crosshair has been what we've seen, the guy who follows orders. He's this straightforward, straight shot shooter. Like he's that guy. And now he's just, oh, that chip's messing him up. And he's oh he mm-hmm. I, for me, this scene is him off the chain. Like he's gonna I don't know, torture him. I think maybe kill him. I think maybe like execute yeah, right. him. Which would be it would be pretty dark, but we've seen stuff like that in Star Wars, so I don't know. Either even if he does break free, even if he does have a redemption arc, I'm still for it. I just think what they're doing with Crosshair, um, spe- like opening that door, <laughs> even though it's just so small, people probably miss it. I think it's huge. Like, <laughs> I think it's awesome what they're doing yeah. with him, and Regard- I, I like, cannot it's, wait. It's like regardless of how they go about it, it's cool that they haven't made it plainly obvious what's going to happen. Exactly. If you, like if you could tell from like episode four, like oh yeah, he's going to totally like die, or he's going to kill, yeah. you know. I mean, that is a big theory, though, is that he'll have a redemption arc and die, um, or he'll just get killed because he won't turn back. Uh, but when they don't make it, like, super plainly obvious what's going to happen, uh, that makes it so much more entertaining when whatever that does happen Absolutely. Happens. Yep. It makes it so much more compelling. It opens up to theories like we're doing now, and yeah. just, like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen next. It's it's, yeah. it's so cool. It's it's awesome. They've done it great. Like, oh, I, right. that's, I'm so excited for next episode, specifically because of this scene yeah definitely um yeah any any last bits about crosshair um i doubt i just wanted to mention that i'm glad you brought the door thing i'm glad yeah, i wasn't yeah. like the only one who's, who caught that because <laughs> like <laughs> i think that is a bit of a small detail so i'm glad, right. I'm glad you know what i was talking about yeah um the last couple things i have i probably should have said them earlier when we were on the topics uh <laughs> but and we could have ended on the crosshair thing would have flowed better but oh well um yeah, bring up. we had the uh rex was the one that sent out the you know that gave them the mission to go save gregor um but the bat are asking him questions and at the end he's like i gotta go i'll send you the coordinates and then he disappears um mm-hmm. i just kind of want to know what he was up to like what was happening like why did he have to go so fast why couldn't he give them just a little bit more information he said hey my friend is trapped here are the coordinates go get him okay bye 
Um, I kind of want to know what was up. Was he like in the middle of a fight or was he like hiding out? He had his hood up, so he's probably in disguise. Yeah. Um, were there like stormtroopers about to find him or something? Um, that was left kind of ominous. I felt like the way that he just like, okay, here's the coordinates. And he just hung up on them. Um, but I don't know. That could just be nothing. That could just be him like hiding out, being on the run. Yeah. Uh, but I thought that was pretty interesting. No, yeah, I, I, I agree. I didn't really see too much in it, but I think that, because in my mind, like he's kind of because of Trace and Rafa, he's kind of like, <laughs> I don't know if you call it networking, but <laughs> I guess finding <laughs> allies, putting together teams and stuff. Networking. Yeah, That's networking really like for that. the rebellion. <laughs> but no, he, in my eyes, like he's like, I can only talk so quick. I got to go. I got a meeting with like a smuggler or something. So like, yeah. I feel like it makes sense for him because he's always like, he's been the leader. He's, he's Rex. I can like, that's who he is. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that is, I, I glanced over that when I, when I watched it. Um, I think that's cool that he's, he's no longer kind of the, uh, Oh, I'll go do it. Like <laughs> I'll go save him. It's like, no, you guys got to go help him out. I got other things. Like he's kind of moving on yeah. growing up into like the rebellion. Yeah. He was like, I would, but I'm I'm a little busy right now. Yeah, so. yeah, he's yeah, he was definitely busy. Yeah. <laughs> I guess is what we we were meant to take right. away from that. And my last thing, speaking of Rex, uh, we've seen Rex in the Bad Batch, and we've also seen Gregor. That is only two thirds of the clones from Rebels that we eventually see. Um, now we have obviously uh, Wolf is is the one that's left. Commander Wolf is left. We haven't seen anything from him since <sighs> his appearances in Rebels. I want to know what the heck happened to you, man. Um, and the only reason I, I I felt so much about it is that that's like Dave Filoni's clone. Filoni loves wolves. He named his character in The Mandalorian Trapper Wolf. He created Wolf because he likes wolves and the wolf pack. Uh, in the Mortis arc, on the murals on the wall, there's paintings of wolves. Like, he loves wolves and he loves Commander Wolf. And I'm wondering, in his show... Uh, why we've gotten the other clones that are featured in Rebels, but not Wolf? I mean, is it like a sacrifice he's making for the sake of the story? Would it just not fit well in there? Uh, but I think like a character like that, that he kind of, you know, is like represents him in a way. Uh, I feel like he'd kind of want to have him at least like a cameo because two thirds of the returning clones in that group in Rebels have been, you know, brought back in some way. Rex obviously is going to be there all the time because he's in season yeah. seven. He's Rex. Everybody loves him. But we got Gregor, too, who was featured in less episodes of Clone Wars than Wolf. And oh, it's much less relevant to Filoni, the creator of the show. And I'm just wondering, is there, are we ever going to get whatever happened to Wolf? Because, well, we know eventually that he you know, was with Rex and Gregor. But, like, the in-between, I feel like, I don't know, it being Filoni's character and all, and all that. Well, they're all Filoni's characters, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I feel like... Maybe could we see something with him at all? Like a little cameo, like we got McGregor or something? I don't know. I I, I will let me start off this statement by saying it is the official opinion of the Plocast team that Wolf is an S tier clone and we love <laughs> him. <laughs> However, and I say that because I, I honestly don't want to see Wolf in this season. Um because if we do, I think it would be limited. And I like Wolf is cool. Like he's awesome. I love Plo Koon. Wolf is the Plo bro. Like, <laughs> um, I, I like. I kind of want him to have his own like arc. Like, give me multiple episodes on how Wolf survives. Don't make it something simple like, oh, Rex told me and I took it out. No, make him struggle. Make him and and the Wolf bat or the Wolf pack. I almost said Wolf batch. Um, <laughs> um, him and the Wolf patch. Like, oh my god, Wolf pack. Make them figure it out. Like, make it a whole big thing. And if they were to do that now, it, it would just be cluttered. So I kind of, I, I kind of don't want to see it. I um, I do agree with that, but which, at the same time, <laughs> yeah. we haven't gotten a confirmed season two of Bad Batch yet. This yeah. could be that's the only thing. one of, if not the last opportunity that we get to see characters in this art style, in this sort of Felony world. I guess I mean Mandalorian is Felony, but it's not the same. It's this the oh. animated, you know, Clone Wars world. If there is no season two, if there's no other show in this art style, this could be the last two episodes we ever get of anything in this style. Don't and that's primarily that. where Wolf is. You know what I mean? So if we are to never get anything again, because obviously we don't know what's coming down the pipeline way beyond the stuff that was already announced. If this is the last chance for something like that, and same with Commander Cody, obviously I'd love a full Cody arc, 
But if this is the last opportunity we have for this art style to feature these characters, and I doubt there's any other media that would suit having Commander Cody in it. Um, you could argue Obi-Wan, but like, you know, yeah. if this is the last shot, I feel like a little something would, you know, go a long way. Yeah. But, you Dang. know, <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean, though? Like, and now season two. I agree with you. <laughs> obviously, I agree that it would be yeah. so much better. Like, if we get a show that's called <gasps> Wolfpack, it's like eight episodes or something, and they deal with Lacoon <laughs> getting killed, and Wolf is like, you know, there with, with his guys, oh, um, like man. Sinker and Booster there. Um, but, oh, man. But I'm saying, like, I don't know how great the chances are that we get more stuff in this art style after this season. Unless there's a season two, which is not even confirmed at the time of recording. Yeah. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, it's it's kind of it's kind of iffy whether or not that'll happen. Dang. Oh. Dang. <sighs> and a Cody series? Oh, if Cody oh, shows up, man. Tamar Morrison's already there. You can suit him up as Cody, maybe. For Obi-Wan. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. Uh, but we've gone on long enough. This episode is going to be over an hour. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Unless yeah. you have any quick details here at the end, I feel like we should wrap it up. No, let's let's. <laughs> even my dad, I'll yeah. we'll wrap it up. Okay. Yeah, well, for me, anyways, this is definitely one of my favorite episodes of the season. Yeah. I still do not know if it beats the pilot, uh, but to be fair, I haven't watched the pilot since it came out and a couple days after. So, upon the rewatch, like we always say, we'll have our full rankings later on. But this was a really good episode. It's definitely going to be probably in my top five. Um, there was very little that I could find that was wrong with it. Um, just a really solid episode. Yeah, more than anything, I said before, is like this is getting us going. Like these la- like how well this or good <laughs> this episode was just gets me so much more excited for the last two. Because yeah. um, like, how could you have your third to last episode be your best one? Like this speed, like this is this good. Oh, it's going to be, it's going to slap this next two. Yeah. So we're, we're both super excited. Like it's, oh, it's good. Yeah. It's only uphill from here. We've gained back the momentum that yeah. 13 lost. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, even if the next episode is not a finale, if the, maybe if the last episode is an extended episode, that is just one episode finale. I'd be fine with that. As long as next episode continues building up and is, you know, not just random filler. Yeah. Oh um, my God. Could you? But imagine? it could be filler oh. as long as it's part of the story and gets us hyped for the finale. Yeah. Not keep, like last episode. Keep the momentum going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, there's not much more to say in terms of that. Let's move on to predictions. Um. Yes. I'm gonna go wild here. Camino Clone Ooh. Rebellion. We're getting. That. Oh. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna see Boba Fett. Do we, Mama? Uh, I think we're gonna have some. One of the bad batch is gonna die. I don't know who, but somebody's gonna die. Oh. I'm just spitting everything out. We're going to see Wolf. We're going to see Cody. I don't even care. I'm throwing it all out there. Because that's what that's, I... That's just how I'm false. feeling right now. 80%, like, not even really 80, 95% of that probably will not happen. But... Yeah. I, I'm, <laughs> I don't know. You got to shoot for the moon, you'll land in the stars, brother. Yeah. Either way, my, it'll be good. <laughs> Because of my prediction, kind of oh, bold geez. in and of itself, I think next episode, and bear with me, I think Hunter dies. Oh, straight up. Okay. okay. Crosshair executes him. Mm-hmm. And I think Omega, if not sees, is like knows. Like right off the bat, Hunter's dead, senses it. Yeah. If she has force, whatever, she's yeah. going to know. And this is going to near break her. She's going to be in the lowest point she has been this episode, um, which will set up, I hope, in the conclusion, the finale. Um, some sort of redemption. She she fights, earn his honor back. Something. I think Omega is going to go really down next episode and raise super high in the finale. Yeah, um, it's going to suck. I don't want to see Hunter die, but I no. think thematically yeah. it would be crazy. My mind would be blown. It it would be <laughs> it would it would be almost the same as Thanos doing the snap in Infinity oh, man. War, where like where like you're like, oh my goodness, did that just happen? Like, <laughs> oh my god, they lost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think if they do that, like Crosshair like executes him in front of the crowd. Like, oh, that would be bananas. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask you, does he do it publicly in front of everyone, or is I, it private? I, I, no, I think well, maybe not publicly, but like in front of an imperial audience or something. Would he want to rub it in the Bad Batch's face, though? That's that's what I was going to say. Like, maybe, like, he straight up just calls tech. Like, yo, what's up? Boom! <laughs> yeah. Or something brutal, which yeah. 
Oh, I, I get chills thinking about it. Yeah, uh, if if they're if they're gonna kill a member of the Bad Batch, thematically, it makes the most sense for it to be Hunter because yeah. of this whole Omega Hunter thing they've been building up. If they want to develop Omega as one of these main characters, the the member of the team it makes sense to kill the most is the mentor slash father figure. That's how it is in everything. The father exactly. figure or mother well, figure always ends up is being the one that dies, and that well, pushes the other character's story forward. So if they're going to kill a member of the Bad Batch, and it's not going to be Crosshair, chances are it would be Hunter. Um, yeah, you know we don't really hear anything from the Bad Batch at all post this time. Like once the Empire's around. OT, whatever that, none of that has any mention of the Bad Batch at all. So, like, they could all die in the show, and then that could be the end cool. of it, and it would fit perfectly. You know, so, if that's how they're going to go out... Um, happen. <laughs> yeah, so, you, you heard it here yeah. first, uh, Hunter will die. In the <laughs> yeah. Calling it. We're calling it right now. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, though, will he die in the finale, or will he die in the second-to-last episode, and then Omega goes, like, apeshit in the finale? That, yeah, I think the latter. <laughs> I hope, yeah, because, like, if he dies in the finale, that's a super big cliffhanger for, like, a season two. Such a bummer. Or maybe, yeah, that that's, like, a huge way to end. I feel like it, it'd be cool. I, I keep saying cool and, like, fun, but, like, no, this would suck. <laughs> it'd be cool if um, he dies. <laughs> yeah, right. But no, if, if like Omega has an opportunity to like, yeah. like yeah, like like just go nuts, like oh, like oh, I'm so mad, Hunter's dead. What what is like, or just go crazy? I don't know. Murders it's, it's, crosshair. I'm just so excited. I'm just so excited for these next two episodes. <sighs> Me too. All right, I think we're about to hit an hour and ten minutes, so we should wrap oh, it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thank you for listening to this review. If you have all the way through, uh, make sure to check out the reaction for this episode as well as all the other episodes of the Bad Batch. Uh, and the future ones, if you're in the future. Um, all we also have these longer reviews for every single episode. Uh, once the season ends, we will be doing a season review, a season episode ranking. So make sure to be there. Make sure to subscribe so you can see all that coming out soon. Uh, thanks for listening again. And uh, we will see you next Friday when the penultimate episode, using that vocab word again, penultimate. drops for the Bad Batch. We will be there to watch it. Heck yeah. Thanks for watching. And, bye uh, bye, little guys. Goodbye. Oh Oof. man, that got me hype. Oh, I'm so hyped, dude. I honestly, I hope he dies. Like, low key, don't hope he dies. I like, hope really he don't dies. want to die, but oh, I hope oh. he dies. That'd be crazy.